0: Welcome back, wrestling fans, to the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 36. Gentlemen, how are we doing today on this fine, what is it, Thursday evening?
1: Thursday evening, doing pretty good. Uh, We got Money in the Bank coming up very soon for Bidding Door, so two pay-per-views that we're really looking forward to, and uh, yeah, getting ready for it.
2: You know it's going to be a good episode when you got the Bloodline shirt on, along with your hat (laughs) that says GOAT, so... Hey, I'm not, I'm, I'm not mm. putting two and two together here, but you guys do the math.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just another day here at the podcast. I wish this wasn't Gatorade. I wish it was whiskey or tequila that I was drinking. You're going to need it. Uh, <clears throat> With that UV blue in there. So what we're going to do today is kind of like a hodgepodge episode again. We're going to do a few news segments we're also going to do a power ranking for the Money in the Bank ladder matches. So what I was thinking we would do is uh, who we think is going to win, one through six. So who has the best chance of winning? I will read to the participants and we'll go through each For This is not part of our predictions, but I just kind of wanted to talk about this because I saw some other folks doing this and I want to see what you guys' takes are. <laughs> um, first thing to talk about. So over the past week, uh we finally got the changes to the SmackDown and Raw Women's Championship belts. Um we started with Asuka on Friday, last Friday, getting the same exact title as Roman Reigns but uh with a white strap. And then we saw on Monday uh Rhea Ripley getting the same exact title as Seth Rollins with a right strap. <laughs> Um, boy, I thought it was gonna be a little bit different. To be fair, but then again, I should have known better with uh them creating the same titles pretty much all the time. What I'll say is, I still like Ria's better uh, based on what the look is. I'm not a huge fan of the other title. It's not bad, but basically, it's the same title with just a great uh a gold background instead of a a fucking red or a blue one. Um. But I'm happy at least now we are through the fact that there is no longer a SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw and a Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown. Thoughts on the titles, guys? I mean, the white strap is cool, of course. I think the white strap makes it different. But
1: Yeah, um, out of the two titles, I definitely think Rhea's got the better one because I've always been a fan of the white strap titles. And I think it looks absolutely gorgeous. And then, you know, when Rawlins' title came out, like that design was absolutely amazing, like a better version of Big Gold um and then just in general with the titles i don't mind it i'm not very picky as far as like what the appearance is like i get that some of the titles kind of look the same but at the same time though there's only so much effort they can put into it because at the end of the day though they mostly cared about just making it make sense like don't have the raw champion with a smackdown bell and vice versa so i think at least we just got new titles at least it makes more sense for beginners and then down the line if they want to enhance that like quality of it they could do that but i honestly i'm cool with all the tiles i think they're all really nice yeah
2: i'm cool with them too it's kind of what i expected to copy both the raw championships too um the only thing that i hope that they kind of drop is calling it the raw women's champion and the smackdown women's champion they they have never done that for the men so they should just strictly keep ria's title the women's world heavyweight championship i think it was
0: women's world yeah championship, and know? then
2: oscars beat you know the women's wwe championship dropped the whole raw yeah. titles smackdown
0: i'm with you and on
2: that. something else that was really awkward about the oscar segment was charlotte pointing to the red championship every time she was like i want that championship <laughs>
0: I didn't Dude. even notice that. Yeah. She
2: was never she never pointed once at the new gold championship that Asuka had. She kept pointing to the old red one. She did it like three times and it was oh, so God. weird.
1: And while they were on the opposite yeah. show, too. That's that's one it thing that was matter, very weird. <laughs> I don't I don't I am the line.
0: Where is the line? Where's the like, line? We Where's the oh, line? we didn't even do the on this day, by the way. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I'm skipping through this fucking segment. Uh, let's go to the On This Day now. Sean, you had one for us today. Sorry, folks. We did not start in order. But, uh, it's like we've
2: never done an episode
0: before. Yeah, we'll jump back to it right now.
1: Rookie yeah. it All right. Uh, so, On This Day, uh, we're recording on June 15th. It was WWE Bad Blood 2003. Um, I won't go through the whole card, kind of speed up the process, but some of the main matches... Booker T defeated Christian by disqualification in the IC title match. Um, let's see. Let me go Is down this the one that oh, so and he-
0: Triple H were on the front of for the DVD cover, Chris? Yes. So go to, let's see. Let me get one here. That's so how you know you collected. Triple H defeated things. Kevin Nash
1: in the Hell in a Cell match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Ric Flair defeated Shawn Michaels after Randy Orton interfered and hit Michaels with a chair. Let's see, Goldberg defeated Chris Jericho after hitting with the jackhammer, getting the clean pinfall victory, and most importantly, get ready, Jeremy and Chris, so no, you probably I know I not remember coming. what
0: this is that you're going to say.
1: Eric Bischoff <laughs> yeah. in Stone Cold in a redneck <laughs> <draft>.
0: <laughs>
1: So, So, the first contest was a Belgian contest. Who could burp the loudest? Stone Cold took that victory. Number two. Eric Bischoff defeated Steve Austin in the second round of it, where they had to place their face on Mae Young's crotch, so they had to eat some high. <laughs> and the reason why he won that one is because Stone Cold refused. He lost by forfeit and ended up giving Mae Young a Stone Cold stunner. <laughs> then, on the third one, Stone Cold won the two out of three. He defeated him in the third round, where he had to throw your opponent in a pig pen <laughs> And he ended up doing that to Bischoff, and, you know, Austin won two (laughs) out of three. Not going to lie, 2003
2: Stone Cold and Eric Bischoff was fucking funny. They were awesome together.
1: I actually was reading uh, recently that uh, Stone Cold actually wanted to continue, that he was a little disappointed that that little, like, get-together kind of ended early because he had so much fun doing it. They did do a
0: really good job. Um. Any other thoughts on the women's championships? I did completely did not notice Charlotte was pointing at the fucking old title. Yeah, she I'll did. She she did it that. like
2: two or three times. Christ,
0: I knew sh- Charlotte was going to come back eventually, and then I think I texted you guys a little bit before once Asuka came out, and I was like. Back to Charlotte's coming back, and sure <laughs> enough, uh, Charlotte is back. She was announced for SummerSlam, so I figured she would be coming back soon anyways.
2: She literally looked um, at Adam Pearce and said, I want you to put that title around my waist, pointing to the Jesus red one. Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> yep, I'm Adam trying P- to bring it back to Adam my Pierce own is- show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Poor Adam Pearce. He's got to deal with a lot these days.
1: He has to break up
0: brawls. He's got to go um, head
1: to head with Ronda Rousey. He guy does it all.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's jump into some AEW stuff. So, we have AEW Collision debuting uh, this Saturday. Um, I, unfortunately, am going to be watching on record, but it is coming this Saturday, Episode 1. It's in Chicago. Uh, the planned matches. It's the six-man match. It's Jay White. What is it? Jay White. White. Um, Samoa Joe.
2: Is Juice, Juice in it.
0: it? I think Juice is... Juice against it. CM Punk and FTR, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let me see the other matches. There was a few other matches. Um, Wardlow against Luchasaurus for the TNT title. Yep. And then Miro is going to be against someone... Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale against Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. And then another great match that was made uh, for someone that we haven't seen on TV in fucking forever. Uh, Buddy Matthews against Andrade mm. El Idolo is back on TV. He'll be uh, in a match against Buddy Matthews. So that should actually be a really good match. But uh... And Miro obviously coming back to TV because he's going to be on Collision. That should be interesting. I also saw in the preview Scorpio Sky, we were just talking about him a little while ago as well. Uh, I think he was in the preview for Collision as well. So maybe they're having him exclusively to Collision. It'll be interesting once we kind of get going here, who's on what roster and if they're exclusively on one or the other, or if they're going to have people bounce back and forth, that should be interesting. The other thing about AEW this week, they had a very good episode. Um, and they added two more matches to Forbidden Door, but they got to get fucking going with this. It is next week, and we have four matches uh, on the card, so they're gonna literally probably end up adding like six matches next week or some bullshit.
1: Yeah, TK's in history of that. new.
0: So uh, we'll go. Let's go over those two the mm-hmm. the matches that they added. So they added. Um, Sonata, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, said there was an open challenge. And then Jungle Boy accepted on this week on AEW television. Uh, So a lot of people were surprised by that. But that's a match. And uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, challenged MJF. Uh, MJF did a promo in the back and said... Uh, he wasn't fucking interested in going <laughs> to Forbidden Door. He's like, sorry, sorry, but, but no. He said some fucking indie Fred from Japan. He doesn't want to wrestle. So uh, I think he's obviously going to be in the match. So that should be in a pretty entertaining. What I'll say about this card too is like last year, who did Tanahashi face? Was he in the Fatal 4-Way? No, he faced Moxley in the main event. That's right. Okay, so that match was not that great. Uh, i don't think this i don't think this is going to be any better to be honest me well mjf (laughs) i think is a better uh it's probably a better wrestler than moxley that's
1: i'm I'm, I'm honestly not even really thrilled by this i think is
2: just a little bit older now and can't do what he used to He is that's the problem he's old that's the problem
1: i also think that some of the new japan guys will exclude obviously excluding like osprey and guys like that but like a lot of them, one, it doesn't captivate a large audience where a lot of fans aren't really going to care. And I understand it's because of the inner promotion with New Japan, but a lot of matches you're just going to see a lot of the older guys just going up against the best talent of AEW. It just doesn't really do much. It's a niche
0: market. There are some really good wrestlers in New Japan, though. Uh, but it's seems the pairings. I, obviously, those, those main two matches that we already knew about are going to carry the card in terms of the ability that's in the two matches. Uh, between yep. o- cuz we didn't even get Okada last year if i remember correctly we didn't do Did we have him was he in the match Okada was in the fatal four way he was in the fatal four way yep. um and then uh he, the, we didn't have awesome. we didn't have Danielson last no. year
2: he was hurt we didn't have omega no
0: no omega he was hurt
1: you got the two best in the business clashing head to head so Adam Cole got hurt
0: Cole <laughs> got hurt in the match <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it, it's interesting what else they're gonna fucking add because they have to add a, at least four to five more matches to this card.
1: It, it
2: seems very lackluster right now with the booking.
1: Yeah, it sucks too that Jamie Hader and uh, Sasha, well Mercedes, got injured, so that women's uh, card is gonna be absolute dog shit. <laughs>
0: speaking <laughs> that you mentioned, <may, laughs> speaking that yeah, speaking how you mentioned about Jamie Hater, she did have some words this week about CM Punk. She said, uh, "Let me let me pull up a direct quote." But I believe the direct quote was, you must you must be crazy if you wouldn't want to work with CM Punk. So I thought that was uh, very interesting from Jamie hater this week. Yeah,
2: no shit. <laughs> he's going to make you money.
0: It's true. Yeah, Regardless
2: of how old he I'm
1: is. I'm assuming if that's where she was going with it, if that was the driving point.
0: Or, you know, you're going to make more money with it. Then she's 100% he's right He's a big quote. name.
2: He's going to make money.
0: Yeah, I always had great conversations with him about wrestling, Hader told Metro. Claiming that Punk has always been an incredible help towards anyone who asked. He has a wealth of knowledge because he's been in the business for so long, and he's got extensive experience. You kind of be a fool to not want to pick his brain and not want to work with that guy.
1: I think it's just the dudes that I can't stand. Because CM Punk has always had a good reputation with like, the women wrestlers. It's just like the dudes that he's just a prick to. He has a lot
0: of like male friends in WWE still. Like Kofi Kingston. There's a lot of guys that speak really, really highly of him. And he is a wealth of knowledge whether you like him or not. He's been in the business for years. And I mean, not for
2: nothing, but when he did come to AEW, he was elevating younger talent even though he was winning. Even though he was beating them. I think he was putting them in good spots that they weren't really in before, like Darby Allen. Darby Allen. I think there's yeah, a Darby mix, Allen. and I
0: think that's why people are also upset they don't want him to bury yeah. younger guys.
2: That's why, like I said before, I think he should come out and lose a few matches first. I agree. He's not going to lose at collision. I'm
1: but...
0: surprised. After <laughs> that. <laughs> after that.
2: Yeah. After that. yeah.
1: <laughs> And kind of speaking on Collision, like, I am I feel like that card's very lackluster, too. I mean, there's going to be some good matches, but a lot of it doesn't really seem like there's really much story there. Like, I've never really been a big fan of main event six-man tag matches. I don't know about you guys. neither. But I think CM Punk's first match should be a singles match. Maybe go out, cut a promo to, like, kick off the show. Maybe that will happen. Who knows? It is. So but he's probably leading, on, he's leading so off the
0: weird. show as of right now, I think okay cool
1: um, but yeah the six man tag matches don't really do much for me especially when it's just like thrown together just out of the. i blue really like just that. want
2: collision to have like a different feel from dynamite a different look i just want different everything yeah nothing like rampage
1: <laughs> i'll tell you what We're talking about CM Punk's and Collision has his own like separate show. This is going to do massive like huge things for the AEW fans that love the elite because what better way to stick it to CM Punk than Kenny and the Young Bucks delivering like the all-time greatest performances now that CM Punk's returning to prove that Dynamite is going to be the far superior show. So I think there's going to be a lot of petty gripes on both sides so if, i'm looking forward to it I mean, I like if, K- if
2: dynamite <clears throat> and uh collision are going to be like competing with each other that way then collision needs another world championship i agree they, yeah. they need it
0: here's the other thing i was thinking about when i saw who was being like advertised for collision and also put on collision uh it seems to be the black sheep of what they have for AEW talent CM Punk is hated by all of the male talent, basically. So you say, Thunder Rosa is hated by all the female talent, and she's on collision <laughs> as well right now. She's probably the only one that's ever booked on there as on the roster. Uh, Miro hasn't been on television, or Andrade hasn't been on television in God knows how long. So they both been, got in the fifth yeah, place, they've both Andrade got that, and that outcasted. That I'm just, yeah. I'm just interested to see how they follow up on this. But it seems like he, what Tony Khan did was to try to solve all the problems in the locker room by separating everyone on the separate show.
2: Two thirds of the men that you just listed are that are on collision are ex WWE guys. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: I'm glad you pointed <laughs> out because I mean I held my tongue. It's all know, the guys
2: that it. were not getting TV time in AEW, and now guess what? They created another show. XWWE guys, boom, have your own show.
0: I'm trying to think of hey, the main the way, guys Jeff. that are WWE guys that get a lot of TV time. It's Moxley and Danielson. Right. That's per- who else? Because Adam is it?
2: Cole was never WWE. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was, he was NXT. NXT, NXT. I guess you can
0: consider Adam Cole. But that's it. But besides that, I mean, how many WWE talent are really Tony champion, not, right? Malachi's
2: not really
1: that much. Yeah, the house of <laughs>
0: Black barely get fucking TV time, and they're your trios champs. I was gonna say Tony.
1: Tony gets a decent amount of time. Yeah. she's usually there on Diamond every week. Um, you're gonna see the Hardys probably be announced oh, for a couple
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably. You're probably right.
2: Are we gonna get sober Jeff? Uh, or? Yeah, I hope
0: so. No, that's never <laughs> happened.
1: So. Sober Jeff is. So, sober Are we Jeff get is. 25 Jeff years ago. jumping
2: on his head just like at the pay per view.
0: Oh man. <laughs> jeez that was terrible uh what will what'll be interesting is if they one if they have a world title if they add another world title to AEW, because that'll add another flair to i just don't know how they do it because i don't know they have to figure out their roster first (laughs) yeah for sure I, I think
1: you need you need to have another world title because like if there's no world title then why like what are you really fighting for? They're certainly the, not going to make TNT it, right? the that's...
2: fucking championship, the TNT world title, is the main championship.
1: Are <laughs> you saying we're going to hot potato with that as the world title?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, that's a good question. Uh, it, the thing is, like, what other main guys think about main eventers that could win the world title? Besi- on uh, would be on collision besides CM Punk. G. White. Jay White. Okay. <laughs> that's, it, that's, <laughs> it. that's it. That's all. It, that's because they're I
2: got gonna keep. They're that gonna keep all the it. other main eventers on dynamite.
0: That's what I mean. It seems like all the. They're like, either. Do you think Chris Jericho is gonna go over and?
2: They're either in the you know, elite. Collision? They're either in the elite. They're either in the BCC or in the Jericho Appreciation Society. That's it.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the three biggest
1: factions. <laughs> Dude, the, That's why I said to you guys at the beginning, this whole thing is gonna be an absolute bomb. This is gonna absolutely shit the bed. It'll be popping for like maybe a month, and then at the end of it, just gonna be like no one's gonna care. There's not the talent pool difference is gonna be a huge disparity between Dynamite Mm -hmm. and Collision. All the titles, ninety percent of the titles are on Dynamite. So yeah, CM Punk. Let's just see. This is gonna be the ultimate test of how much CM Punk's drawing power is, and I do not. And he is nowhere near what he was or will be from his previous, like his first tenure with AEW.
0: I think it'll be interesting to see how they play it out. I thought it was very interesting as well this week. I saw Eric Bischoff on his podcast talking about CM Punk, talking about AEW. Uh, It was a little volatile, I think, for Eric (laughs) Bischoff this week. Dude, he shits on EW nonsense. <laughs> he basically said this week, Tony Khan is basically in a very expensive hobby. So, he has all the money and he's just doing this for fucking fun because It's like a figure fit. He was like I, he ne- yeah, he never <laughs> sees a vision. He never sees anything like that. And part of me uh, I would say like 20% of me agrees with that statement in in a sense of Okay, what is the actual vision for AEW? And if you're building this new show, just like Chris said, when Raw and SmackDown like first became two shows, like even to this day, I think they have different elements. First of all, Raw's three hours, SmackDown's two hours. But what I would also say is <clears throat> they I think SmackDown seems like a more like wrestling heavy fighter UFC Fox style fighting sport theme. Than Raw. Raw is like your more entertainment show. And that may not be like the whole show. But that's like what I get for the vibe of those shows. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. But that's that's what I get. Yeah. And through the years I think that's also been. When like Smackdown was like you know early days. It seemed like they had like the more up and coming younger. Faster. Better wrestlers on that show. And Raw was left for the more entertainment pieces. Um, so I don't know if a Collision will be <laughs> – the thing with AEW, their their basis is like they're very good at actual wrestling. Like the, a lot of their wrestling matches are good. But now how are you going to do that for two shows? Are you just going to have the same show repeated twice a week just with different people? Yeah.
1: Know, who I, know who I throw in Collision? Because they love to give this man a title um, you know, defense every week, Orange Cassidy.
2: I think he'll stay dynamite.
1: If they're, if they're if they're already
2: putting Wardlow on Collision, defending the TNT title, the TNT title is going to be on Collision. That's my opinion. Unless
0: they just unless they just think it's an extension of Dynamite. So listen, they have they have two shows a week, so maybe one week they'll be on Dynamite, one week they'll be on Collision. I don't know. Maybe a lot of people will float between the two. It, it doesn't seem like a that's natural brand split to me. That that's what they're going towards. I
1: think. I think like maybe a third of the roster will probably like jump ship like week to week. We'll be on both shows. The elite are staying on Dynamite. They're not going anywhere near CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk isn't going anywhere sure. near the elite. I think that's. I feel like that's like an unwritten. Well, maybe it is a written like clause in the contract where it's like you guys stay the hell away from each other. And then TK right. will probably just like connect the dots and just throw pieces to each show week to week, and then decide to throw in a title match here or there on Collision, but. That's the thing you mentioned, it, Jeremy. They just don't have a story. like They don't have a vision at all. TK just kind of puts in like, all right, you can wrestle. You can wrestle. All right, have a vision. Yeah,
0: and, and then Chris Jericho said to himself that he writes his own television for three months at a time and gives it to Tony Khan. And I heard he didn't even want to work with Sting, and then him and Sting were in the ring this week. And I was like, I just don't fucking get it. Like I, I, sometimes I just don't fucking get the stories. Yeah. Some of their stories are good. A lot of their stories are even not. though,
1: even though, that, even though that segment I like that segment a lot. With yeah. Baseball bats to the throat to each other. That was cool. for sure. But
2: that's the thing. But, good wrestling only goes so far. And the thing about Chris Jericho is he's entertaining, and that goes a longer way with me than a good wrestling match does. To be fair. Yeah.
0: I want yeah. both. Right. Like, both. I, I watch AEW for great wrestling, and I have no problem tuning in. For great wrestling, when I watch AEW, but even with great wrestling, I want something that I actually care about the outcome instead of just a good wrestling match.
2: The 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 ending to I was Adam very Cole shot. and MJF was good booking. I thought that
0: was yes, really good great booking. booking. That, that was a great was, episode was, of that I just, Yep. I was just
1: about to bring it up. Um, that was as good an ending as possible. Now the only flip side is, can they ever top that with those same exact two again at a pay per view? Because I mean, I don't know what other way you can book that if you're going to have MJF retain the belt because I can't think of a better finish than have him be literally a split second and then go over the 30-minute time That's limit. if
0: MJF is retaining. If he's not retaining, then they'll have a better match. Right. I think they'll have just as good of a match even if MJF is retaining because I think they're both good wrestlers. And it, yeah, this helps them he get to another right pay-per-view in my opinion. That's what this helps. But that's like now sucks. you'll have him yeah. food with them for a while. That,
2: that's what sucks, though, because Forbidden Door, is re- it reminds <laughs> me of what Survivor Series was for so long. The matches just yep. don't matter towards anything. And then the Correct. next pay-per-view isn't till August. So I was going to say, when's the next pay-per-view, August? It's, it's the end of August, I think. So they're going to have
1: two months <sighs> before their next match. Like Just that's too long. long. It's
2: It's way
0: too long.
1: Yeah, and I'm guessing the MGF match is going to be for the title, I'm assuming, right? Um, At Forbidden Doors for the title, yeah,
0: against Tanahashi. So
1: that's 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 the other problem i have when you have a matches that are title matches that you know the mgf is retaining he's not gonna go to new japan he's not gonna lose the belt and the belt be on new japan that's why i love that's why i love okada and danielson because it's non-title that is 50 50 booking that those are the matches that i'm really excited well so
0: what i'll say to that point is also omega and osprey is 50 50 booking because i'm pretty sure there's a Very high possibility Osprey wins that match and takes back the IWGP US championship. I think he takes it back. I think he definitely So I think I think think that match is also different. Listen, don't get me wrong, those two matches alone are gonna be worth whatever the fucking price of the pay-per-view is. But I agree with Chris. I still want things to care about. I take Forbidden Door out. Like those are just matchups that we won't be able to see, like on normal television, sometimes even even regular times, a uh, New Japan guys seem to always come to AEW, but when it comes to their regular pay per views, more and more stories need to be developed and long term stories. Like yes, there's two months to build a pay per view, but we've seen long term stories of like multiple pay per views in WWE that seem to go really well. The break for AEW yeah. of two months seems like they're struggling to actually just put a storyline together. Mm-hmm. They're they wrestling different people every like fucking week.
1: And it seems like every like challenger that loses to MJF, they immediately just like forget about the story, dead it, and go into something else. Like, look at the four pillars.
2: <laughs> Jungle
1: Boy is now was on a backstage segment already planning his um you know the Forbidden Door match. Uh Sammy Guevara was in the ring, like we didn't hear from him. I can't week, wait so for that. That's our-
0: another thing I want to talk about is that face turn for Sammy Guevara, because it's coming. Yeah definitely
1: um even though we had darby Allen out there as well but like they immediately like deaded that which is an all-time classic fatal four-way match at double or nothing but it seems like after like the world title match they kind of just forget about they don't have any continuation of your long-term book and they just kind of stop what they're doing and then just kind of go separate ways just like that with tk not even really
2: playing right. it. and, it's and, not
0: even just the world title match <laughs> right and to, it's a lot of their fees yeah. T- it's it's like to pretty
2: you much every point about AEW not having a vision or like a direction. I'm gonna put you guys on the spot and ask you this question because I know my answer for this. In WWE, what is the goal of a WWE superstar?
1: To get over with the fans and eventually work your way to the point where you can become a world champion.
0: Okay. I think
2: that's, I would a say start. that's not I the, think that's a star. The start. world
0: championship isn't for everyone. But it's also to get your character over whether you are a face or a heel, but also it's to work with the other person in the story with you. It's to tell a story is really what it is, whether it and the story is all encompassing. It's not just wrestling in a wrestling ring. It's the things you do leading up to that. So the promo work with that specific person or Mm -hmm. people leading up It's to tell a story. And I think.
1: And I think the story is more important than the rest and the quality. Right. Of the so to those ads. points,
2: I agree with both of you to those points. I think the end, like the goal for a superstar as well, on top of that is to not only compete at WrestleMania, but possibly main event WrestleMania. AEW does not mm-hmm. have anything like that. It's not what you want a main event, a double I or nothing. Like it's all in. It's, it's or all in main event this. and all in like, I, there's just no, there's nothing there. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, at their
1: defense at their defense though, I will give them the benefit of the doubt just because they are a startup company and they've only been around for four years, so right. I'll give them that pass for now um but yeah that is a good point though that they do need like a wrestle their wrestlemania type thing but i think that will be in the long run and eventually some point within the next maybe like three years or so they'll probably get that going once they like captivate and generate more audience um and attention that that will probably work their way up into that spot. they want that to be but, all in
0: i'm pretty sure because that was like their founding pay-per-view right um and that's like what they promote usually they when they promote all in it's it's that but, yes, I, I find myself struggling a lot with AEW in a lot of ways. Just because a lot of times it's not, like, nothing is ever neatly packaged in an incredible story and you get the payoff and you feel like you are, like, satisfied by what happened. Right. Like, the four-pillar story yeah. was very good, and I was satisfied with the outcome, even though I already knew MJF was winning. That was a good story. That's a story you can go back to in a couple of years, like, if someone's going to challenge again. <clears throat> but, the maj- I'm not just talking about title matches. It's just how they book wrestling on a week-to-week basis. Orange Cassidy could face Ricky Starks for one week. He could then face jungle boy another week he could face hook the next week and then all of a sudden he's in a feud with chris jericho and apparently that was supposed to be the main feud all the time i'm not big on and this is a that was another example of a title but even if you're someone like ricky starks like ricky starks actually hasn't had a a consistent story with jay white and juice for a little while now
1: yeah a lot of bros, but
0: like they don't do that with everyone, and it it's hard for them, it seems, to keep storylines going, and some of them go too fucking long. Like, because you have a depleted women's division, you have uh, the outcasts feuding with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter for like six months, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same yeah, fucking thing a, on TV. That's, and that's
1: a problem when you have like such a top-heavy women's division, and then literally no- WWE is not know, much like, better
0: recently with how they book their women. Let's be very clear, though. It's not like WWE is slapping it away when it comes to their women's division because they're also very top heavy, and they have not been doing well with their women's division.
1: Even though I will say this, even though I and I was actually against this at first, but I think Trish Stratus um, is still a big time name. She absolutely is. Second, um, and then th- I like what she's doing with Zoe Stark. I think Zoe Stark, even though people were shitting on her promo, people have their, have their right to their opinions. But personally, I didn't have an issue with the pro. I like the promo. Um, but I think Zoe Stark is going to be very big time into the rankings within the next like, year or two. She's too. new, first of all. Like
0: second of all, they barely talk in NXT. So it's not like she was cutting backstage promos every week. Right. So that's going to come with time. Like, if you went back to Becky Lynch when she first came out from NXT, you think she was great on the mic? Right. Don't think so.
2: And to all of our listeners that think that we just shit on AEW every time we come on this podcast, because that's what it seems like, we still like AEW. If we started this podcast in 2015, we would have been shitting on WWE just as much as we're shitting on AEW now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I just shit on WWE yeah. for their women's division right, as well. Right. And I, I in, give AEW their props when they have it. Right. They are a great company if you strictly like in-ring wrestling. Yep. I, that is very much what I was going to
1: say, the, the in-ring wrestling, if you compare pay-per-view to pay-per-view. Like, it's close. Because they have about like five pay-per-views. The in-ring, you can make a case, is more significant with AEW.
2: When AEW w- I I first started,
0: now, if, if you, it was you,
2: better than WWE, I'll say that. Because WWE three or four years ago wasn't putting on the same... And yeah. Programs that they're putting on
0: now—that's the problem too. WWE is heating up. WWE of, adapted the to that. Year or two.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the thing that has a big advantage WWE's like you can kind of get swayed. like they can get away with having under like qualified performances if they have that large pop. Like they can go overseas to Puerto Rico. Say, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest was mid at best. would not matter. You wouldn't <laughs> expect it because um, the crowd the. Like Bad Bunny's entrance alone, for any like one that's watching right now that did not see backlash in Puerto Rico, I would go back and watch that match specifically. You will get the chills when Bad Bunny comes out, when Cody Rhodes comes out. Brock Lesnar got a decent pop. Um, Zelina Vega, like all the like people that were at Carlito had a nice return. So like that's the thing that WWE is able to like have an advantage over. They have the budget to like do all these promo events overseas. Whereas AEW unfortunately doesn't, so they're kind of stuck in the US. And even then they're barely sold out. They're going to the 5, UK. 000.
0: They're going to the UK. And they're sold yeah, out. That's their big they're thing. sold out. So that just proves that the UK fans are legit. And I think the UK fans are more legit when it comes to just watching wrestling because like you were just saying, five thousand people they have struggle signing filling out stadiums still. Yep. Yep. We'll see. Um, I still watch. Listen, like Chris said, I still watch AEW television. Uh, if yeah, I don't watch it live, it. I watch it on tape. Like I tape it through my DVR the next day, and I make sure I watch it all. Um, some of the listen when MJF is on the TV, I can't turn away. Yep. <laughs> and there's certain guys who I really really like and and want to see the story, but they just have to get better at booking. It's just driving me it fucking makes- nuts. And other than that last pay
1: per view they had, I think we can all agree that they've had like every single one absolutely delivered.
0: Their yeah. last pay per view was mid as Their last but... pay per
2: view was probably the worst pay per view that I've seen.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> From them, yeah. Excluding that one. Everybody... Yeah, I agree. All right, we'll we'll give AEW some rest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> NXT though, next week, uh, I believe it's Gold Rush is going to be a two week event, and. Seth Rollins was on NXT television this week to uh, answer Braun Breaker's challenge, and he accepted the challenge. So next week we're going to get Seth Rollins against Braun Breaker. And then I believe the following week we get Baron Corbin against Carmelo uh, Hayes. Hello. That's the match. Yep, yeah, that's the match for the following week. Uh, so it would be really interesting to see Seth Rollins, the first NXT champion, go down to... Uh, to back to NXT, uh, probably for the first time in God knows how long. Uh, but that'll be a hell of a match, and I'm very intrigued to see what it's like. I'm very intrigued to see where they're doing it. I forget where the show is. Uh, but the fans are going to be rowdy as fuck, obviously, for Seth. Uh, but I think it'll be a very entertaining match as well. And what what I, I did see recently was, I think they want to start treating NXT like a third brand instead of... The developmental, which is like contradictory to what they just said a few months ago. Yep. They like had the vision of, okay, this is strictly developmental. Now they're having main rent main roster guys go down. So they're back and forth with whatever, whatever they fuck want to do with NXT. Uh but that match should should be very entertaining. I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm looking forward to that match. It makes me want to turn on television Tuesday night, I'll say that.
2: It's probably going to be Braun Breaker's best match. <laughs> I mean, I thought his matches with Carmelo were great, but Seth Rollins, he's top of the game right now. And I'll tell you this, Braun Breaker turning heel adds mm-hmm. such a different element to his character that I think he could go to the main roster right now and make an immediate impact as this Braunbreaker. Breaker. Yeah, so I, I am very excited for that match next week, even though we know, I mean, Seth Rollins is going to win. Regardless, <laughs> it's going to be a great match.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I love both of them. Of course, Seth Rollins, I think, is the best in WWE right now, and huge Braun Breaker fan. I'll say this though: Finn Balor very well could beat Seth Rollins if Seth Rollins runs into a Braun Breaker <laughs> spear. His he might decapitate that <laughs> chest and torso. I, I so Seth. I, yeah, be in your I think game for that, that one.
2: adding WWE guys, some of those main roster guys, to NXT makes me care about them more too. To be honest, like. Yep. I didn't give a shit about Baron Corbin the last year, I would say. And now having him fight for an NXT championship, I'm actually invested and care more about his character more than I have in the past few years. Same thing with Ali going down there, too.
1: Yep. Yeah. I think the reason they're doing that uh, with all the WWE guys going down there, I believe NXT has like a TV deal coming up soon. So they're trying to maximize as much viewership to kind of sway. Like the negotiations to giving them more airtime and to like get the max value. That's why they're having like you know Seth Rollins going down there. I saw rumors that Ronda Rousey could even make an appearance down there with um Shayna with the tag title. So you'll probably see more and more of that until that deal is done.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> Shayna said something this week. Now that we're on Shayna Baszler as well, <laughs> she said the women need to get friends on the main roster or some shit like that uh <laughs> ever since they won the tag belts let me tell you uh i have no interest i have no interest i have no interest in the tag belts man now that we're so depressing bad, i gotta say that
1: was i want to fucking fall asleep <laughs> i was so embarrassed when isla dawn opened her mouth and cut that promo i'm like what the fuck it sound like Oscar. Uh they
2: just need to scrap the women's tag team division because clearly it's not working. <laughs> Get a women's mid-card title.
0: Yeah, that would be better. Just a, a singles title. Maybe,
2: maybe even a mid-card singles title for both shows. Because I do think that they have enough women if they split up tag teams. Maybe. But
1: yeah. whatever they're yeah, doing isn't working.
0: Right. <laughs> it's Your women's tag wrestling I feel sucks. like... No, it, it does. They just, they just have never yeah, been yeah. able to figure out or put it together. Anyway.
1: And then the... And also the risk of bringing in, like, um, a singles uh, women's title, like a mid-card title, is, like, it kind of devalues, um, you know, the division by having more titles to a degree. So it's going to be tough because, say, like, you're not fighting Rhea Ripley or Asuka for those belts. You're like, all right, well, cool. We'll let's settle for the mid-card title, whereas, like, the men have, like, a – a lot more, like, sample size to kind of float around and kind of fight for whether it's a mid-card title, whereas the women's division, there's no one really that important. Like, Dana Brooke could be fighting for the mid-card title. Well, the mid-card title could be for both
0: NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, so you can yeah. have it on all three shows. Because they have
2: so and many. And I think non-X2. it would
0: give them something else instead of the tag titles to fight over. Yep. And everyone that wants to give say as post- well, so this is my, my chance to shit on WWE for a minute, Everyone that was talking about Sasha and Bailey having a great run as tag champs, they sucked with them too. Their competition, Blue Wiener, they were not good as tag champs because the women's tag division was awful. They lost to they the They still awful to this that's day. What, they lost at Mania. The Iconics were terrible. Who else has hold those fucking belts? I don't even... Raquel and Liv were thrown together. Naomi and Sasha. Naomi and Sasha, another team that was thrown together, two people that are way better as singles people. Damage
2: control. The experiment,
0: they, that's where they went the experiment has failed. Down the down. experiment has failed. Yep. Put it in a fucking yeah. trash can, light it on fire, and never bring it back.
1: They could dump in it, take a piss in it, throw it in rice. It's terrible. Steaming pile of shit, lighter fluid, do whatever you want with it, get rid it, of it.
0: Bring in a mid-card title, I think, for all three shows for women. That would keep everyone involved. And if you're not going for the main title, you still have something to fight for. End of story. Half the women don't have anything to team. fight for because they're not fighting for the tag yeah, belts th- or the singles <laughs> belts.
1: And let me throw this one last thing: any last hope of Ronda Rousey getting over with, like Becky Lynch, those days are over. Like she, she has completely lost all momentum, steam. I'm sorry, she just she doesn't have it anymore. 2019 was the biggest she was gonna get, and the role she's in right now, it's it's doing nothing for me. I'm yeah. not gonna give up.
0: I'm not giving I still up, want that. I still want it, but I'm very, uh, like, I hate her in a tag team.
2: Yeah.
0: And her last run as champion was not good either. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I really don't know what to say about her. It, it's probably been one of the biggest declines for a main event style superstar that I've seen that everyone just stopped caring about. Someone that has legitimate star power outside of WWE as well. Like, WWE is not her claim to fame. She is a very, like, well-known person in regular media. So, yeah, it's a disappointing one for me. Definitely. All right. Let's go into our power ranking. So, we're just doing this off the top Mm -hmm. of the head. I'm going to have you guys rank one through six, and I'll do it as well. We'll start. Do we want to start with the men's or the women's? Start with the women's. Okay, the participants. And we don't know all six, so there's going to be a TBD in here. So, number one, one is going to be the most likely you think is going to win, and then go down from there. So we have TBD, EO, Bailey, Zoe Stark, Becky, Zelina Vega. So we,
2: what, we're we going to go one at a time Go through our list Oh, went let me
1: write that Let's go right down
0: <clears throat> Yo, Bailey Zoe Stark Becky Lynch Zoe Zelina Vega Zelina And TBD Five TBD And you said we're going to go from one as in uh, most confident? Who do you think is going to win to least confident? Yeah.
1: All right. Let me see.
0: I will do mine first since I am ready. Okay. My number one is EOSky. I think legitimately she seems like the most logical choice. Do I think there's an alternative? Maybe. We'll see. My number two, I have Becky. Uh, Becky has not won a Money in the Bank ladder match. I think they are, as we discussed, very top-heavy, so it would not surprise me if Becky were to somehow win this match and have the Money in the Bank briefcase and be able to talk with it. My number three is Bailey. Uh, Same reasons for Becky. I think it puts Bailey in the mix. Number four, I have Zoe Stark. Someone that, you know, if you're making a big impact and she's a heel with Trish Stratish, I could see her potentially winning. Fourth. <laughs> uh, fifth is Zelina Vega and six is TBD because I don't know who it is. So I'm just going to put that last. Um, <laughs> all right. Zelina has won it seems like she's been in you know she faced Rhea for the title so she has been given some shine lately which I've been appreciative of and she, and she won, queen, and of she the won ring. queen of the ring and she's in this match listen there's probably other people you could put in this match over her so they they have some faith yep. in her so I give her some respect um but that's my list so EO1, Becky 2, Bailey 3, Zoe Stark 4, Zelina 5, TBD 6. I
2: I also have EO one. I think that's the most logical way to go is have EO sky win the money in the bank. Um, Number two, I actually have Bailey. I think if it's not going to be EO Bailey to me is the second best choice for that. Um, And I'm just thinking like storyline wise with this. So I think Bailey uh, would be second. I have Becky third. And then I have Zoe fourth. I think those two are kind of neck and neck right now, especially because they're Uh kind of feuding. Zoe's kind of with Tristratus. I think something's going to happen there um, that maybe Becky gets screwed out of it somehow. So I have those two kind of three and four and I have the to be determined above Zelina Vega because (laughs) I just, (laughs) I have TBD at five and Zelina six. Listen, I like Zelina. I just think that she has been kind of on a streak lately and like Jeremy said, there could be somebody that they could put in this match over her. And I think it's going to yep. be the To Be Determined, <laughs> to be honest. So <laughs> don't know who it is yet, but we'll find out. <laughs> so, what if
0: it's Natty? What if legs. it's Natty? Okay.
2: If it's Natty, I'll eat my words. <laughs> so, my list I got uh, EO, Bailey, Becky, Zoe, To Be Determined, and Zelina Vega. <laughs>
1: You know what? I, I'm glad you, it's interesting you brought it oh up. Ever, ever since that backstage promo where like, she's like, no, I'm not myself anymore. And they tease that she's have a whole new character. What if they just threw her in that match and just started rebuilding <laughs> her?
0: I'd be mortified.
1: All right. So number one, I have EO. I think that one is like the most uh, logical one because they've been teasing her and Asuka down the line. So I think if she were to win, she would uh, cash in on Asuka and, eventually you have that few going number two i have becky for just like the star power alone that anytime she like gets another accomplishment it's just like huge like for it's box office attraction for everybody number three i picked bailey because it's been a long time that bailey has been in something very meaningful like damage control as much as like the group should have gone over it just was a project that just failed unfortunately that is so
0: unfortunate by the <clears> way <throat> now that you talked about that
1: yeah, so I think if putting her in that mix would be a really cool, um, you know, upstart for her. number four. I'm going Zoe. Um, I do think it's very early for her to win Money in the Bank, but I do think she has enough talent to surprise a lot of people. So if they do decide to go that route with her, I got her. Zelina. I have number five, just because you know Zelina. They don't really have anything for like her. WrestleMania was. In Puerto Rico, so that's Fair. it, and then to be determined because I think it's gonna be Natty and Natty. <laughs> <not sure.
0: laughs> okay, now the so same as you. Now Jeremy, the men have the same card as you. Now the men. men we have Ricochet, Nakamura, Damian Priest, L.A. Knight, Santos Escobar, and Butch. So what I will say is. A lot of people are complaining about this money in the bank that there's not enough star power in the match. This money in the bank to me is them building their future of where they see WWE going in the next five years. You know, some of these guys in the match are a little bit older, but they haven't had their like prime time shine on the main roster yet, or they're going that way. And I think this is also Triple H's NXT. Money in the Bank ladder match, because a lot of these guys, or all of them, were featured at one point in NXT as Triple H's golden gooses. A lot of these guys. Nakamura was one of the original ones. Damian Priest was big in NXT. Pete Dunne was in uh, NXT UK. Santos was a big in NXT guy with uh, Legato. Ricochet was another golden goose in NXT. And LA Knight, obviously, once he got started going with that pop, started getting on the main roster as well. He's a he's going to be a big guy in the future, and he's an older guy. So, one through six, Sean, we can start with you if you want, if you have it ready.
1: Okay. Number one, I'm going LA Knight. I mean, this one is just for the taking with them. You know, they've been teasing it for a long time, like the mega push. We thought it was going to be at the start of WrestleMania. It did not get to that point, but... Ever since the winning streaks with them in this tournament was announced, he's been red hot right now, and he's so over. He's probably the most over right now, of like the up and comers. So one for LA Knight. Number two, Damian Priest. I think ever since that Bad Bunny match, he has brought a whole new energy and respect from the fans. That he is always going to be in that running. Number three, I have Nakamura. Due to like the talent pool alone and like he's kind of long due for something. I know like he suffered some losses, but if you think about it, he was put in unfair situations where like, you know, the tournament with Rollins for the world title. You knew he was going to eventually lose that. Um, But I think he winning money in the bank can kind of re-spark that interest that he had. Number four, I'm going to go Butch. Because, you know, the Brawling Brutes are a great faction, but, like, you can only have that faction for so long until eventually you kind of split up and have your own individual accomplishments. And I think that would be, like, a good start for him. Number five, I'm going to go Santos Escobar. I just don't think he's on. They don't see him as, like, a world champion yet. So if he wins Money in the Bank, I just don't see, like, that opportunity coming to him right now. I think what he's doing with. You know, with like Rey Mysterio and all them, like that faction has been really cool. The LWO. And then I'm going to go number six. I'm going to go Ricochet because Ricochet to me is the best talent you're ever going to have in like a chaotic ladder match that is never going to be a world champion. So I think he's just specifically in that match to be the most entertaining, high flying that's not going to win. That's how I see him. So that's my rankings.
2: Sean, I literally have the same exact list as you. So, I have I have <laughs> nice. LA Night 1. I think that makes the most sense. He's the most over right now in this match. And if they don't pull the trigger with this, there's going to be a lot of unhappy fans and a lot of booze this night. Almost probably yes. close to when Daniel Bryan didn't win the Rumble in 2014, I think it was, or 2015. A lot of unhappy people. I have Damian Priest at 2. I think... That it would be, I think Priest would be a cool second because if Finn Balor loses to Seth Rollins that night at Money in the Bank and Priest wins the Money in the Bank, I think that causes a lot of tension between the Judgment Day, which we haven't seen them under tension um, within the group yet. So I think that would bring a different, um, a, a different side of things for the Judgment Day. I have Nakamura three. You know he was in the the qualifying matches to be in the uh, World Championship tournament. And they kind of fumbled his first run when he was facing styles for the world championship. And I think if he won the money in the bank here, uh, it would really help him. And I don't think that with triple H in charge, they would kind of fumble that again. And then I have butch at four too. I think that if the brawling brutes do eventually split, then this would be a good match for butch to win. Um, especially if he goes back to like the Pete Dunn, the Bruiserweight type of character that he was before. And then I have Santos at five. I I just, like you said, they they don't look at him as a world champion yet. But putting him with Rey Mysterio and the LWO kind of gave him some star power and made fans care about him a little bit more. So I think that's cool for him. And then Ricochet, like you said, he's going (laughs) to be the one doing the high-flying moves. He's going to steal the show this night. I think that he is exactly what Shelton Benjamin was when he was in the money. I was just going to say that great athlete but he's gonna never going to get that. that big win. So, yeah. That's my list.
0: Yeah. He was Sheldon was always a guy I wanted to win and just never never was going to have it.
2: Jeremy Frozen.
0: Um, so my list is similar. Jeremy. I have LA <laughs> I have LA Knight number 1. <clears throat> but I am very tempted to say Damian Priest is number 1. And the reason I say this is because I'm very afraid of them being so high on Damian Priest and not pushing LA Knight at the right time. So for me, I'm very nervous if they don't give it to LA Knight, Damian Priest is winning this match, 100%. Yep. And I think Damian Priest is going to split from Judgment Day when JD McDonough comes in or he's going to get outcasted from Judgment Day. You can already see a little bit of tension between him and Balor. And I think that's what's going to cause him to get excavated. He's going to go on a face run and then you'll have JD McDonough fill in for him in Judgment Day. Uh, which is kind of defeating the purpose, right? Of them getting new members if they're just going to keep it the same. <laughs> but I think that is what's going to happen. My number three... <laughs> I think they could add someone to this match before it's actually done. So I could see someone like Bronson Reed getting into this match. I could also see Logan Paul getting into this match. He's going to be on Raw this week. I don't know. Crazier things have happened, and I think you could throw either one of them in there over some of these other guys. Uh, And they add a seventh man, and that would be you know, plausible. If I'm picking a number three right now, my number three would be Butch for the simple fact that I think there was already rumors about him going back to Pete Dunn, and I think this is an easy way to do that. Nakamura, <laughs> I'm not sure if they're ever going to be able to get him right when it comes to his booking or any anything revolving his character, because I think what was already ruined with him was his spark that the, he needed when he first came up. Like, when he first came up, it was like this huge spectacle. They, I don't think they are ever going to be able to get that back. So, I would put Butch number three. I would put Nakamura number four. I would put Santos for the same reasons for number five. And I think Ricochet does not have a shot in hell of winning this match. <laughs> and it's exactly <laughs> what we said. Uh, the athletic guy, obviously, the mo- probably the most superior athlete in this match and will have some great moves and do a lot and won't come close to winning. <laughs> I, I just don't. Uh, he is a Sheldon Benjamin of this match. Uh, it should be very entertaining because there is a lot of good guys in this. Uh, but I do think it's between Priest and LA Knight, but I'm very, very afraid. If they do not select LA Knight, there's going to be issues. Uh, I I could see Beller
1: I could see Balor losing to Rollins and then Beller costing Priest the match and kicking him out of judgment day, doing something like that. So there's a lot of different routes he could go with it, which is really cool because that's like that's like we mentioned before the storylines. Yeah. When you have a storyline that can go different ways. In directions, that's when you know you're succeeding. I think Judgment Day and Bloodline are doing excellent in that regard.
0: So, Balor and Priest, with the tension, I'm looking forward to it. Here's the other question I have with this, and kind of why I wanted to spark this discussion. Whoever wins this Men's Money in the Bank match, who are they cashing in on, and is it successful? So, they're probably not cashing in on any of the world champions, right? Because who would cash in for a world championship? Is L.A. Knight or Damian Priest taking either of those world titles? I don't think so. No. Maybe it's a U.S. or I.C. <laughs> title. I could see L.A. That Knight. That probably ca- makes more sense. I, I could see L.A. Knight
2: cashing in on Theory
0: for mm-hmm. the U.S. title. Yeah.
2: Maybe somebody cashes in on Gunther see- to,
1: to have Gunther lose his
2: title. Mm-hmm.
1: I I could see L.A. Knight either cashing in on Austin Theory or unsuccessfully cashing in on Seth.
2: I don't see anybody trying to cash in on Roman. That's the only person who's not gonna get cashed in
0: for. Because <laughs> they know they can't beat him. It's Cody's it's Cody's Cody's title. They're not gonna book another person in there. I don't know who's gonna be his I, next challenger. I do think
2: I do think that it would really be credible of the money in the bank winner to cash in on Gunther. To get the IC title off of Gunther, give him a loss even though it's yep. kind of a cheap loss, and then put him in the main event
1: picture at some point.
0: I agree. That could be potentially what they so do. They'll hmm.
1: have to, so they'll have to cash it in around sometime after, I believe November is when the IC right. title streak will
2: be Sometimes broken. Sometimes December, yeah. maybe January-ish. Around Rumble, could be.
0: They love their streaks. The I thing. know.
1: Here's the thing, too, though, in a way. I'm not sure you guys feel about it, but I think... The latter match gets very the money in the bank. Ladder match gets devalued a lot when they put that stipulation that you could cash in on any title, and they choose to go for the mid card belts. Because the era that I grew up in, the, that we grew it was up world in, Championship. we love the money in the bank winner going for that world title and what it meant to like the division, your character, your future. Now it just seems like, oh yeah, if we we'll settle for the mid card. That's titles. why they should stop having yeah. the gimmick
0: pay per
2: views. The only reason that like I agree with you yeah. is because we've seen so many money in the bank losses at this point when they cash yeah. in they lose every time and
0: Aaron Corbin
2: it's big loss to Cena. It's, it's supposed to elevate like when we first started watching money in the banks, it was to elevate a lot of the younger guys who maybe also didn't get a shot at a championship, like RVD edge guys Correct. like that at
1: that, they just don't have that happen anymore. Unfortunately And for edge,
0: it made him a star.
1: Exactly. You know what I would book? I would book a very risky um booking, but you know what I think we gotta make things interesting. I would have either say LA Knight wins it, I would have LA Knight cash in on the winner of I would book Seth Rollins versus Gunther at WrestleMania forty and then pull the trigger, have an absolute epic 30 minute battle. They're both exhausted, whether Gunther wins, whether Seth retains, LA Knight take advantage kind of very similar to what As Seth is it's just like the and Roman. century yeah yeah that's so i would pull the trigger on that move because i think you're gonna get a lot of like you know booing and like catcalling from the fans if they have the winner just settle for the ice and I get gunther's great I love Gunther but he is not bigger than the world champion he's yeah. just he's just not it just sucks he's because
2: close. if Seth had been champ if Seth had he's been champ close. say for like five or six months already the the right booking say, yeah. the right booking would be probably to me damian priest winning money in the bank and cashing it on seth and then have a face fin feud with
1: damian priest for a little bit
0: yeah but seth just got the title, yeah. so he's not losing. he's not exactly exactly, right.
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah they timed it, they timed that tournament at the, the
0: wrong time that themselves they're booking themselves into the fucking ground yep just like, I'm not going to get on my Cody ramp today, but man, everyone, I, 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 I sat on a pod, uh, watched a podcast this week and they were talking about the Cody decision about not having him win. Was it a flop or was it the correct story? Cause we got the thousand day celebration. They could have done the thousand day celebration or whatever. They could have done another celebration without Roman having the championships. So listen. Still a mistake. I'm not going to go on a tangent. You know how you feel.
2: <laughs> G O okay. A T.
0: Listen,
1: listen. I'm I'm being objective here. I've always stated that it was a 50-50 book. I would have been happy for Cody if he won, and I also understood and was happy when Roman won too. So either it was a win-win for me because I love both guys. Just just
0: think about it this way. Right Why? now,
1: Roman was better than right Cody. now.
0: Cody. What he's in a feud with Brock, so where is he gonna go after Brock? And he's fighting Dominic Mysterio at this current next pay per view. Roman Reigns, he's the goat. Jeremy, go. I do not agree that he is the goat.
1: Oh, no, I did the same thing, Chris. Picture, yep. I'll put in the group afterwards because I have to record on my phone.
2: So for all those listeners out there.
1: Chris, Chris, let's get a picture with the ones in
2: the air. Oh, look, it's just us for the pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, me and Sean are taking a pic with the ones up. We got the ones up over here. Oh, Jeremy's back.
0: I'm back. Back We're just taking
2: a picture with the ones up on the pod. Someone's
0: (laughs) fucking my router up. Uh, Sorry, folks. Yes. When I was on my tangent, I think I made my internet go out and someone was messing with my cords. Yeah,
2: we just didn't want to listen. (laughs) <laughs> i texted a roommate saying pull the plug <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: I, and i was just saying back like finally this time it's not me oh god listen the bloodline storyline is is great and all that stuff but now i just want to know how we're going to get back to, to roman and cody again that's what i care about so we'll see now, now that we're on that topic
1: well, we're gonna get into our prediction show, but I am scared to death. I honestly
0: think that Dominic is probably gonna yes. be Cody. I don't think so. If he does, I think it's a fucking and mistake. Just like I thought Brock
2: Brock that should is a screw huge Cody game. out of that match.
1: But why though? Why should Brock screw him when he just got his victory back? I think I don't he should know. I think I think he should <laughs> I, think, I think he should beat him up after the match. I, I, I think he should no. beat him up after the match. <laughs> Me too. Cody needs
0: if he loses a fucking Dominic <laughs> Mysterio, I swear to God.
2: Hey, oh, it's going to be a good match.
0: Rey I'm Rey. a little bit higher on Dominic um, than Sean. Else, but
2: wait, 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 if Cody... Sean, you have wanted to see Dominic away mm. from Ray, very true. and see what he could do, and he is still getting booed out of the building yes. away from his father. Give him credit there.
1: Why is he getting home Why is he getting booed though? The content. Cody, you're a deadbeat dad, just like my dad's a deadbeat dad.
2: Is he lying? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's his daughter's name? We'll have to ask him to interview his daughter. Oh, uh, shit.
0: Pod.
1: But let me say that. I will say this. If Cody loses to Dominic Mysterio, I will be 1,000% rooting for Roman to squash Cody at WrestleMania 40 No, you again. should. Because I not go Cody's, to credit, Cody's credibility. You should. uh Cody's credibility is down the tubes. You he should make the same Dominic same deal interfered. that I made
2: when I said Oscar uh, wasn't going to win, and I have to pick her every time now. <laughs> you should do the same thing for Dominic.
0: <laughs> Don't do it.
2: Don't do it. It'll bite you in the ass. I can't do it. Don't it's do not do it. it. It's gonna yep. bite
1: me in the ass. He's into going to go on a squash <laughs>
0: tangent after that, so I can't take that risk. All right, folks. Well, we really appreciate you being with us today. Uh, we will be coming back next week. We have a few things planned. So we have um, kind of our next couple weeks kind of planned. So on Monday we're going to be doing uh, – Chris has a, uh, a like kind of a, a new segment we're going to go through as well. And then we'll kind of go through news and talk some SmackDown in a raw preview. Next Thursday, we'll have a new show and our Forbidden Door prediction show. And then the following Monday, we'll do our review for Forbidden Door. And then we'll have part two of this or that that Sean is creating for us. So we have some shows coming up that are pretty exciting. We're going to work on getting some more guests um, very soon as well over the summer months. So stay tuned for that. And uh, we really appreciate you all. Remember to follow us, social media, and our YouTube, uh, ML Wrestling Pod. And uh, you all have a good one. Enjoy this weekend.